All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the Book of Podcasts. We had a little bit of a tech glitch there at the intro. Got the music going now. Probably hear that in the background. Welcome. Welcome back to the Book of Podcasts. I'm your host, Nathan Holritz. It's good to, to be here with you today. And uh, well, to that point, for those of you that are going to be live streaming with us, don't be shy. Jump in on the conversation. Ask questions. And uh, you can throw us funny emojis, too, if you want to. I'm going to introduce my guest here in just a second, but um, we're super lucky to have Andre Brown here with us today. And he brings a lot of wisdom um, from multiple areas of life, particularly in photography. And uh, so we're going we're gonna to learn a little bit about his experience in business here in just a few minutes. But before we get started with that, also just a quick reminder to everybody who's on audio, we do push all of our podcasts out now as, as a live screen, stream. Excuse me. So you can come join the conversation. Would love for you to be able to do that. Follow us on Instagram at Boca Podcast, and uh, you can keep up to date with the upcoming live streams. We'll be announcing those there as well. And then just one last quick note, of course, before we get started, as I promised I would do before every episode, just popping a little receipt up there. Donation to Charity Water. This is something that my friend Sean Lee really encouraged me um, in, in an episode interview that I got to do with him. Man, I guess it's been about a year ago. And uh, he, Sean's so committed to giving to his local community. And it really pushed me to think about looking for more ways to give back. And so I do that through this organization called Charity Water. But I just I bring that up as a way to encourage everybody listening in to look for those opportunities to give. Even a small bit of money can go a really, really long way. And I think we should take advantage of those opportunities. All right. Well, I want to introduce a brand new guest on the Book of Podcasts today. Um, Andre, I feel like we're kind of longtime friends. We only get to see each other kind of talk occasionally, but... I really, really appreciate right. the fact that we get a chance to have a conversation on the podcast today. Thanks for doing this. For sure, man. Thanks for having me. We've been talking about it for a little while and uh, finally got an opportunity to make it happen. Well, and, and the kind of funny thing and, and somewhat serious thing at the same time is that like you're, it seems like you're always traveling. Um, and the only reason I say funny right. is because a lot of times when you're traveling, it's like, yeah, I just got back from Dubai. That's what you said to me before we got started today. You've got this pretty epic tra <laughs> travel schedule. Yeah, like, you know, travel is travel is good, man. Like, uh, you know, it keeps me fresh and all of that. I don't really I don't really do a lot of posting online, you know, so most of the time people don't necessarily really know that I'm gone. Um, every once in a while, I might like throw up a snippet of, of something that I was doing while I was out traveling. Um, but for the most part, you know, I'm pretty low key with that stuff. But I'm generally gone like every two weeks. I'm gone for like a week. I think that's how it works out. That's incredible. And what percentage of that would you say is like for business? What percentage is for pleasure? Is it always kind of mixed? What does that look like? Oh, no, it's all business. So okay. it's like engagement sessions. The majority of the time it's engagement sessions. Um, every once in a while, it's like location scouting. So like my my last workshop was in Dubai, my last international workshop. So we just came back from that. And then now I need to start scouting locations for the next one. Um, and we have a, a couple locations in mind that we're kind of toying with right now. So I have to go to those locations go scout those locations, figure out what's going to be best for the attendees to get the, uh, you know, to, to get those portfolio worthy images that, that they want to see. So, yeah. Well, I, I have to, I'm going to go ahead and pop up your Instagram here. I know you said you don't, you don't post a lot online. Let me see if we can, uh, bring up. and for some reason, my, my browser is not allowing me to, to, to bring this up, but if I can bring it up here in just a second, I will. What I was going to say, though, is on your Instagram feed occasionally, like I've seen one or two shots here and there. And I think maybe you showed me a few in person um, of these shoots. I mean, you're in the literal desert doing these these shoots. Right, yeah, and yeah. like for a photographer, 
who's attending a workshop, I can only imagine the, the level of excitement they're able to go to a place like this and then simultaneously learn right. from you as well. It's amazing, but you, they're kind of small format workshops, right? Limited numbers? Yeah, like I'm, I'm big on like that, uh, the one-on-one personal touch kind of thing, right? So it can be, it, it can be kind of painstaking for people to be in an environment, right, where you have newer photographers who want to be, want to learn, who want to be like in the number, right? But, you know, the more people, the less likely you are to raise your hand and ask questions, or you might feel like a question is stupid or something like that, right? So, um, I try to keep it down so people can get those personal touches. If some other photographers are over kind of shooting during their thing, you can pull me to the side and say, hey, you know, I'm kind of trying to figure out how to do X, Y, Z, whatever, whatever. But at the end of the day, my goal is to be sure that people leave with the knowledge and information that they came for. And uh, again, like especially with the destination stuff, um, when we're doing those workshops, it's heavy on portfolio building. We want you to be able to go home and have images in your portfolio that are going to stand out from the competition that's in your your local area for sure that makes sense okay so i was able to pull this up here i'm, I'm on your instagram account <laughs> and there's this stunning image here photographed in dubai is this during one of those workshops no so um that was that was october i went out there with one of my couples to do um their engagement session but okay. i was also scouting locations for the workshop that we just did wow <laughs> so we shot out there whatever and uh and uh we got some good images i haven't posted any of the other ones for real it's like a couple other ones but there were a few that i submitted for wppi that i, I won awards for so um all from that that same session you know well and yeah so I'll, I'll pop that back up here and then we'll continue with the conversation i have to sh i have to show this off for everybody because yeah you just won a couple of awards so um yeah last man. couple of posts here on your instagram account by the way for everybody listening in i posted this on screen earlier but if you're not live streaming with us it's andre brown photo just like it sounds on instagram we'll link to it in the show notes at bookapodcast.com but you can see this here. You got an 82 annual silver award at WPPI, uh, bridal party portrait. And then you also had another one um, that I'm popping up here, a gold award and a score of 90 honors of excellence and uh, a beautiful right. portrait there as well. Yeah, congratulations on that. That's incredible. Thanks, man. And both of those images ended up winning first place overall inside of their particular category. So that was that was big for me. The bridal party category, that one's always been funny because, you know, I played in that category four years straight. So the first year I got second place. Second year I got third place. Last year I got third place, which I was like, oh, I got second and third. So this will be my first. Then I got, you know, third place. But then this year, I was actually pleasantly surprised I got first place overall. So I finally got my first place in that category. Place, you know, uh, you know, same category uh, four years straight. So like, that's, that's big for me, it's big. Congrats, man, congrats. And, and Casey actually just Thanks. timed in from uh, Facebook, said congrats, epic rewards. And um, yeah, I appreciate you chiming in, Casey. And for anybody else who's live streaming, don't hesitate, don't be shy, say hello, comment on the conversation at hand. Quick question for you, Andre, before we go to, I know I sent you some questions ahead of time. I have one question for you though. Uh -huh. There is 
you just mentioned that you don't really post about, you don't post a lot online, and you're certainly not flaunting the fact that you're going and traveling all these places to photograph. A lot of photographers would immediately do that. You know, I mean, it's fun to talk <laughs> about what you're doing and kind of show it off, and it makes your business look cool. I'd love to get the thought right. process behind that because, and, and to give context here, and it's largely why I had you on the show today, I, have, I just have so much respect for your business acumen and your perspective when it comes to business. It. It's why I invited you on the show. And so I'm, I'm excited to get into that today, but it, se I, it seems like you're very intentional in what you do. And I'm curious what's behind that choice not to, to kind of flaunt what you're doing. So it's, it's funny, man, because, you know, I come from this background in entertainment, which everything is just like flashy, you know, whatever. But I've, I've never been there, right? So for me, there's always been this disconnect. Like if I'm posting, it's more like, oh, look at me, look what I can do, you know, whatever, whatever. And, you know, I just have this thing with it that, you know, I'm very self-conscious about posting, very self-conscious about, you know, mm. oh, he's doing X, Y, Z again or whatever. So like, I, I got this mental block in my head, okay. which is really why I need somebody else to to come in and do all of the posting for me. So yeah, I would probably have a ton more followers, but I never post on a consistent schedule. You know, I'd be, I'd be lucky to get 10, 15 posts a year, you know, and I've been trying to break that from year to year, add, you know, a little bit more here and there, but it's just that disconnect, man. Like, so if anybody's looking to do some posting for somebody, give me a shout. <laughs> I need somebody to, to come in and handle that stuff for me. Well, and I would even say probably a pretty easy job because the, I can only imagine the quality of content that anybody doing that job for you would have to work with. I mean, between all the different shoots, the stuff you do with clients, all the travel, like your, your <clears throat> feed, people would be just flocking to your feed to, to follow what you're doing. So. It, and it's funny too because then at that point there's still the whole capturing of the content like i hate being on camera i hate being photographed you know at all so most of the time i'm like got my phone i'm like all right yeah guys you know like no nah, that's not it you know, <laughs> i've got like 600 times 600 takes for this yep, stuff yep. then i finally get it right and i'm like i'm not posting this you know what i'm saying yeah so you know again like it's it's a mental block that i have and i really just kind of need to get over it especially as being someone that's forefront of my business where i'm so used to um working with talent and pushing the talent to the forefront and i'm in the the background now i'm the talent and trying to make that that transition has kind of been like a pain in the butt but i'm i'm working through it one day at a time <laughs> i love it yeah and, and you've alluded to your music career a couple of times now we're gonna for anybody listening in we'll give a little more context to that here in just a few minutes one more quick question to andre about this interesting that you're not so active on social media in a day and age when that's the thing to do you know for the sake of building business and presence and brand awareness and so forth and yet you have a successful business. Why do you think that is? What, what is the, you know, when somebody might kind of obsess about the notion that they can't run a business without social media, they have to be present. They have to always be posting. You're not doing that and you're, and you're good. Why do you think that is? Um, you know, as much as, you know, social has taken over the, the idea of people going in and searching for your website and things like that on uh, search engines, like that's not lost, you know, they may, go to social media first, right? But at the end of the day, they're still coming to your website. And my business has always been built on the fact that I 
have a background in SEO and although my site isn't ranked first page or anything like that um, it's not even as ranked as high as it was before but I was managing all of that stuff for myself in the beginning and now um, with being so busy I don't have the opportunity to make that happen but between people finding me on Google which is the majority of my business and then just ha doing good business and having people refer you business um, I think that's what it all comes down to like I have I have no uh, desire to be famous I could have done that already you know I worked in entertainment I worked closely yeah. with a lot of you know famous people a lot of rich people right but that's not me and and who I am you know so the idea of like oh I have to be social famous I got to get a blue check I got to get 10,000 likes per what I, I care absolutely nothing about that as long as you know the bank account says otherwise I'm completely fine <laughs> Fair enough. I love that. I love and I love kind of the um, the guts that it takes to assert that. Um, I mean, you know, it'd be one thing if you're saying that. And like you said, you didn't have the bank account to show that it's working. But I love the confidence in saying, you know what, I don't need to do this. Yeah, sure. I'll, I'll put a little bit of effort in here and there, but I'm going to do my business. And there's obvious payoff from the I guess the relationships that you're developing with your clients and the right. word of mouth referrals and so forth. In fact, let's just use that as a really great segue, I think, to one of the questions that I normally ask, which is about customer experience. What do you think is the driving principle behind customer service specifically for your business? Um, for me, it's integrity, right? Um, you know, I talk about this all the time in different situations. Like, I would most definitely rather be in the red, but people understand that you know, I kept my word and, you know, I have integrity about whatever the situation is then to, to get ahead. Yeah. Um, and again, I come from a business where everybody's goal is just to get ahead, step on whoever it is that you need to step on in order to get ahead. Right. But it doesn't always necessarily have to be that way. Yeah. You can get there faster. Um, you know, you might be louder, you know, when you get there and you do that. But at some point, your relationships diminish and nobody wants to work with you and that sort of thing versus having a long career and whatever yeah. it is yeah. that you're doing. To me, that's the most important thing. And plus, I feel like whatever God has for me is for me. And, you know, whatever's for somebody else is for somebody else. I still have to work to get it. He's not going to just give it to me just because. Right. But if it's if it's for me and I have good integrity and do a good job, then I just feel like, you know, he'll continue to, to deliver on uh, the things that I want and the things that he wants me to have for sure. Wow. I, well, again, I have a lot of respect for that. And there's not a lot of conversation about this notion of integrity, actually, in the photography industry. Not that I don't think it exists, um, but I, you might be the first person <clears throat> in 550 episodes that we've done here on the podcast that's <laughs> specifically said, like, led with that idea, which, again, I have a lot of respect for. I think that's really, really cool. Uh, talk to me a little bit. You're based in Atlanta, and so there, and there are plenty of photographers there in the Atlanta area. We've already alluded to the fact that you get at least some of your business via referral. Um, I'm going to pop your, your uh, website up here on screen for everybody at andrebrown.com. And, of course, we'll link to it in the show notes at bocapodcast.com. But how do you differentiate yourself from other photographers in the marketplace there? What, what is your business's brand position? Um, definitely, I aim for more client experience. At the end of the day, people, like, there's a bunch of us out here that take great photos, right? You know, there's no, there's no shortage of good photographers that are around. But 
you know, we all try to carve ourselves out from everybody else with with uh, our photography style. And for me, my style is very fashion forward. I come from a, a background in entertainment. So my first exposure to photography was like um, TV shows, movie sets, magazine shoots, um, things of that nature. Those were the people that I knew that were photographers, you know, DPs on, um, on uh, movie, movie sets. sets or, you know, stuff like that. You know, so when I got into photography, my barometer was the knot, you know, <laughs> which there's like a 400, you know, million photographers that all shoot this style that's like, you know, light and pretty for the knot. And then you go in any city, like anybody that's starting out, like for the most part, that's their barometer. It, it takes a little bit of courage to end up being in a situation where you're like, all right, I'm going to do something that's different from what everybody else is doing. And will I say my style is different from what most people are doing now? Like, no, I feel like, you know, the dramatic lighting and the stylized stuff has become super popularized or whatever, right? Um, because at the end of the day, anybody can, and I'm not saying anybody mimics my style, but I'm saying anybody can mimic a style, right? Sure. Um, but at the at the same time, what what comes from that? Because when the client experience is off, it doesn't matter how great the photos look. Um, only thing that they're gonna remember is how you made them feel and what their entire experience is like. You know. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, we've talked about this in the podcast. I mean, now you can you know these little phones, we can take beautiful pictures. Um, somebody who doesn't even right. have that much context <clears throat> to the photography industry can take a decent picture with these things and make them look, you know, right. halfway good. So it's no longer the idea that maybe held up 30 years ago, 40 years ago in professional photography that you had to have this crazy skill set that very few people on this earth had. Now everybody can, pretty much everybody can do it. Right. So you have to set yourself apart and you're absolutely right. I think that the experience is where that differentiation happens. Right. Yeah. How fast are you replying to inquiries when you're replying to the inquiries? Are they are they canned messages? Um, you know, people want to feel like they are important. Right. And as busy as I am, I understand that I have to have a, a strong workflow in order to be able to maximize, you know, the growth for my business, but also provide a great client experience for those people who are inquiring with me. Yeah, I, I, absolutely. And that speaks loudly. By the way, Dawn, Dawn Stevens chimed in from Facebook. She said, wow, I love that because our integrity is everything, but it's not something always seen. She's commenting on our earlier conversation. And, and yeah, it's, that's a great point as well, Don. A, a lot of that stuff behind the scenes, um, that's what's really key. And that's what kind of drives character. Um, so I, I, I love that observation there. And Jabari is chiming in from Atlanta. He said, what up, ATL? Thanks for chiming Jabari, in, Jabari, saying up, hello. <laughs> <laughs> it's great to have everybody. And, and again, those of you streaming with us, don't be, hes or don't be shy. Don't be hesitant. Uh, chime in, say hello, ask questions. Another question for you, Andre. You just mentioned how busy you are. And I'm curious if there's kind of a principle, maybe even a couple if you'd like, that drive your ability to manage your time effectively so you don't get totally burnt out in the process of running your business. Um, again, like workflows, workflows are made or major, major. I need my, my life to automate as much as possible. And that just stemmed from, again, my, my years of working in entertainment. Um, at one point, 
I, I was also doing like web development and stuff like that on the side because I've always been into that since I was a kid. I grew up in Boston, so we had MIT, you got all of this stuff, you know, yeah. close by, and you just kind of fall into technology. My aunt and uncle were both programmers, so I ended up, you know, getting into web design and stuff like that. And I ended up having to like to keep myself organized and to make things function the way that I needed them to function. I had to build my own content management system, you know, many years back. So me and my buddy sat down, we banged it out, you know, over the course of, you know, a few years, just updating, updating, updating in order to help me with all of the functions um, to all of the tasks that I had at the time. Um, but I, I need to automate my life as much as humanly possible. I'm in the car a lot. I'm on a plane a lot. Um, so, you know, and, and without those workflows being in place and having like proper systems in place, it, it wouldn't, it wouldn't work. That makes sense. Um, well, let's actually, you talked about working with your friend and I'm curious, time management, part of time management, at least as business owners, um, certainly can be driven by automa automation. Um, taking advantage of the various tools that we have that fortunately in these in many cases are either not very expensive or even free but but then delegation too can play another significant role in time management saving time um, I, I'm curious of your take on on the topic you know whether it's administrative tasks or editing or album design or accounting or any of the any of that um, have you experimented with this in your business what's your experience been um <laughs> uh, you know that part is like um I'm not a control freak. Yeah, those people that are like control freaks or whatever, right? Sure, I, sure. I don't I don't have a type A personality or whatever. At the end of the day, if I outsource something, like I'm all about outsourcing. Like everybody is a professional at whatever it is that they're that they do. I'm not a professional writer. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm not a professional at a lot of things. So utilize the services of people who are great at things that you're not so great at. Um, but at the same time, the people who are taking those jobs, they also need to do a good job because otherwise it puts a bad taste in your mouth, right? And I've, I've been through that. So the process of outsourcing retouching, outsourcing like edits in general, like I, I outsource my edits now. Um, I've outsourced edits to you all at uh, Photographer's Edit. Um, Shout out. <laughs> and, Thanks, <man>. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but at the, at the end of the day, like, I just needed to be done and done the way that I needed to be done. You know, we have to have some back and forth about it multiple times. That takes away from my ability to have a system or a workflow that runs super smoothly, right? Now you're taking away from time for other things. So outsource as much as you possibly can to get your time back, um, your, you know, your sanity. I am different than a lot of people where I could just take on a, a large workload and just keep pushing. I don't need a lot of vacation time. Like I, I was like, I'm 40, right? I had my first break vacation. I was like 39. It was wow. the first time I had a, a vacation. Gone okay. somewhere just to chill and not work at all, right? But I've obviously, I've traveled the world as a photographer. I've traveled the world, you know, in the music industry. But those trips have always been attached to other work-related things, right? Right, right. Um, So 
Yeah, man. I mean, it outsource as much as you possibly can. Build build a team. That's the only way that you'll be able to grow past a particular point. Um, I was having a conversation with my mentor in uh, in December, and we were just talking about numbers. I was like, look, man, like, this is where I'm trying to go, you know? He was like, man, like, that's cool, but you don't have a big enough team for that to be able to mm. facilitate everything that comes with that much money, right. you know, in, right. um, in photography revenue. Yeah. And I was like, dang, you know? Um, so I have, a, I have a project manager now, like an unofficial project manager. She's just like a colleague that's like, look, bro, like you need help. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you need help. Let me, you know, let me take some of those tasks off the, the table for you or whatever. And uh, so she handles a lot of stuff and we're working on building out a team because we have so many great projects um, coming up. Cool. And, uh, you know, yeah, I mean, you outsource as much as you can because you might be a person that needs two or three days a week to just chill. If I get three days in a week to chill, I get stale, you know. <laughs> Fair, and, yeah. I, I pick up my camera and I'm like, what do I do with this thing? Like, how do you turn it on? You know? Yeah, so yeah. I need, I'm at my best when I'm constantly going. When you're going. Okay. So, well, this is interesting because Don actually, Don on Facebook is saying, have you ever experienced burnout? If so, how did you bounce back and renew creativity? It sounds like you don't really experience burnout. So maybe the, the question is, how do you maintain creativity when you're going so hard all the time? I, I experienced burnout. Um, okay. And I, I feel like in... 2000 and I think it was 2019 I I feel like I started going through depression and it was main it was primarily driven by trying to manage like all of the BS that comes with being a photographer and working you know I, I shoot weddings so you know everything is very like clicky and you know you got to please these people you got to please these people yeah. and a lot of times it's with zero reward right? right right and you have all of this stuff going around it's like oh we're community whatever whatever but then people are just like take 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 right and you're trying to please all these people and nobody's you know trying to do anything for you then you just hit a wall you know and i hit that wall in 20 in 2019 i got to the point where I was shooting and, you know, for the most part, I didn't care. Like, I was just taking good, clean stuff, nothing overly creative or anything like that. And I went to, um, it was my first year as a speaker at Shutterfest. I went to Shutterfest and I was, I went to go teach. And the first day I got there, I went to the restaurant before the, uh, before the speakers meeting and there was these two girls at the restaurant and uh one of them was like hey it's you and i was like Do you know me you know <laughs> and it was funny because it was like that coming to america moment you know what i'm saying yeah. she's like oh yo you know come come sit with us come sit with us you know like we chopped it up they asked stuff about business and um you know just shooting and everything and uh she was like oh no no like let me buy you lunch i'm like no nah, i'm good she's like no like let me let me buy you lunch so she bought me lunch and that was kind of like the start of it i was in the mix with other photographers who were shooting and um just having a good time and being you know just engulfed in the learning experience and the creative experience and that's something that i don't have when i'm at home I'm by myself all the time. So yeah. go to get up, 
go to the gym, work yep. out. I'm here in my studio right now. Like, there's nobody in here. You wow. know what I'm saying? Like, wow. it's it's just me, right? So I'm by myself so much, and I've been by myself a lot, like, you know, the majority of my life, you know? But then at some point, like, that whole, you know, pleasing multiple masters situation, like, it just it took me to a place where I was just like, you know what? It, it just is what it is. Whatever the outcome is, is mm. what it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Clients are a pain in the butt. Like, <laughs> oh, I want this photo. You know, I want to do this, but I'm going to book this room at the Ramada Inn. And you're like, bro, that was the St. Regis. <laughs> you know, that's the St. Yeah. Regis. Yeah. And you want to be at the Ramada Inn. Right. So, like, trying to do all of this stuff to to help other people win but they're not trying to help you win or help you help them win you know Mm. so yeah i mean you have to just if you need to if you feeling experiencing a burnout figure out what's gonna help you get to that place of you know your chi you know and uh whether that's a photography conference whether that's hanging out with friends and stuff like that on a regular basis um whether that's working out or whatever the case may be figure that out and be sure that you're fine you're okay as opposed to running around trying to make a bunch of people happy that are extremely ungrateful a lot of times and excuse me that's just keeping it real yeah no fair enough fair enough you know i even listening to you now andre you're very calculated um you've thought through i don't you strike me as somebody who has who has thought through what their values are why they do what they do because most anytime you and I have conversation we've sat down for a meal or, or whatever the case this is the style of conversation and, and you're you're very not calculated in a way that you're like trying to you know do anything negative it's calculated in the sense that you've thought through everything and so you're super intentional in the way that you run your business the way that you live your life um, and I'm assuming at least based on our little bit of conversation that a lot of that comes from experience, but I'm curious if there are any particular books that have made a real big impact in your life that have kind of added to that wisdom that you've already developed. On your own. <clears throat> um, a lot of great books that I, that I really feel that are, are vital, but none really that touch on that. So my biggest thing is when I meet people, right, especially if we vibe, if we gel, my first thought is how can I be of value to them before I think about how they can be of value to me? Because mm. a lot of times, you know, if you can prove to be valuable to somebody that you care about, you know, so to speak, or somebody that you respect, right? When you need help, even if they don't, or, or if they're not able to help you directly, they may be able to put you in contact with people that help you directly so if we vibe it's like i remember it was like i think it was my fourth or fifth grade teacher that was like you know this is day one of the class right now you have a hundred everything that you do from this point in this class is it makes that hundred for you to lose you know and that's how I feel when I meet people. Right now, you know, that whole thing of like, oh, you have to build trust or whatever. Mm. I have no reason to I have no reason to not trust you, you know, right now until yeah. you give me a reason to not trust you. I like so that. I'm kind of the reverse of what most people do. And I will move mountains for you 
until you give me a reason to not move mountains for you, you know, or if there's no reciprocity. Now, I don't do things, you know, because I'm looking for them to be reciprocated. But if I need you, you know, I need you. Sure. But um, books that have been like uh, pivotal for me, Brian Tracy Goals. It's a really old book. Um but it just talks about like goal setting and it kind of, it, it, it's encouraging, it's inspiring. Um, I think that's a, a really great one. Um, the Compound Effect by uh, Darren Hardy, that one at one point I was reading it every single year. And although, you know, some of it is, is specific to like money, right? The Compound Effect has to do with everything like you you working out you may work out today right you're not going to be you know 20 pounds down tomorrow right but the combination of today and tomorrow and the next day is what's going to help you get to that 20 pounds loss faster versus i worked out one day this week one day next week one day the following week you know it's going to take you a lot longer to get to your goal so those books have been uh like i I love those books. Um, at one point, those two and this this other book called I Will Teach You to Be Rich, that's more about finance. I used to keep copies of those books in my car. And as I meet people, we would talk about it. I would just give them the book because I felt like those books were um, in like really important reads. That's good. And I just popped all three of those up on the screen. And for anybody who's listening to the audio, we'll make sure to link to all those books in the show notes at bocapodcast.com. You can look up this episode and we'll have all that information there. Um, Andre, before we talk a little bit about kind of the big ideas, the principles that have driven the success in your business, and you've already alluded to to some of that, but um, I'm curious to just at least touch on your experience in the music industry. Can you give like a a 60 second synopsis (laughs) of your experience, like what you actually did just for context? And I wanna get into some of the principles you pulled from that industry. So my degree is in recording art, so as a recording engineer. Um, and then as, you know, so typically that starts off, you know, you're an engineer, you're a writer, producer kind of thing. Um, and then as I was kind of transitioning through that time, I started late compared to a lot of, you know, my colleagues and friends who were in music production. I started my senior year in high school. Some of these cats have been doing stuff since they were like 12 years old, yeah, 14 yeah. years old. Yeah. Um, so I was kind of like, I was behind the curve. So, you know, you're in the studio, you're working with people, you're like, damn, like I'm, you know, I suck compared to these dudes, <laughs> right? And at that time, not really having the, the, the knowledge or the mindset of the compound effect, right? I, des- I decided that I would be best in a more managerial kind of role, which I feel like I'm best at. Like, I feel like I'm great at making things happen for other people, you know? I can see the vision for other people and I can make it happen. So I was a a manager to songwriters and producers, most notably my producer, Rick. Um, He had five Grammy nominations in, what was it, 2004, 2005, um, won for a popular Destiny's Child song and, that's kind of where I had my success from there. And we did music for TV shows and movies and video games and um, obviously recording artists and that sort of thing. So that's that's kind of where I was. And you, you, you told me a little bit about what it was like to exist in that industry. It's so fascinating. But I'm curious, 
before we talk about specifically the principles that you've learned to apply in your photography business, has there, have there been any concepts that you pulled from your experience in the music industry that you applied to your photography business as you transitioned into that full time? Yeah, um, the the networking aspect is was crucial. Like you have to keep in mind that, you know, as you know, and this is not to like discredit any photographers, right? But like we meet photographers in this business, and you see people who like you look up to, you like, like man, like that's such and such, right? Yeah, that's a whole nother situation than being like, oh my god, that's Michael Jackson. <laughs> oh my god that's diddy that's just like yeah. that's a completely different thing right yeah. so i'm super introverted no matter you know how y'all see me at conferences probably with a couple drinks and be you know what i'm saying like i'm i'm super introverted right so to be that and then you know i'm short you know so i'm like small so imagine like you know 19 year old me 135 pounds like in these rooms with these people you know, not having any real knowledge of life, and you have to speak up. You want to be heard, you want to be seen, you want yeah. to get connected with people, yeah. you have to speak up. So I would just, you know, just that uh, relationship nurturing and, and all of that, like I learned that stuff from that business. And I've taken that with me at every aspect of of life yes that this is very much so known of you know gimme 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 without giving anything in return but there's so many you know valuable lessons that i was able to learn and so many little tidbits i was able to pick up that helped me just in life in general but especially in my business you know so when you're making music and you know the, the check is like you know high five figures or whatever now you come in to have a conversation with a client about shooting their wedding and it's low five figures you like hey look here lady like you know i've had conversations about way more money than this you know sure. just you know let's let's move it along this is not that <laughs> much let's make it happen right um but at the end of the day like you know that relationship building and being able to nurture relationships and understanding that don't just contact me when you need something, you know, check on me, figure out, you know, what's going on in my life and that sort of thing. And it's so being in that world has just naturally made me that kind of person. Hmm. Hey, what's up? It's Tuesday. How you doing? People appreciate that way more than anything else you know and i i think that's important because i hate when i get messages <laughs> people that just hit you up haven't talked to them in six months and it's right. a random question right how much do you charge for xyz i'm like hello to you too you know now i'm already in a bad place for whatever it is <laughs> that hundred that just you... dropped to 90. <laughs> <laughs> more like 75 for yeah. me but yeah that's okay so I'm curious because when I hear um, and, and our regular listeners, regular listeners know this about me, but I, I'm a little turned off from my experience as a wedding photographer and going to networking meetings. I'm, I'm not even a little. I'm very turned off, actually, by networking meetings, because a lot of times networking meetings consist of a lot of like fake niceties and people acting like they like you, like you said, for the sake of trying to get something from you. How right. how did you, I guess, minimize that tendency for yourself was it that focus on adding value every conversation you went into 
Um, how did you minimize the tendency toward kind of being one version of yourself for the sake of these conversations versus, you know, the Andre from any other time? So, I mean, that's just me in general. Like, I'm always concerned with other people before I, I am with myself, right? So, I'm, I'm a people pleaser. And, um, you know, when you're out there and you're meeting people, and, I, I, you, know, be t you know, photographers and even myself teach this. When you're meeting with a client, they're interviewing you, but you're interviewing them as well. But that happens in every aspect of our life. It's not just in like a client situation. Like if you're dating somebody, right? Yeah. Like whether or not you find them attractive, like they have to find you attractive sure. and as well. Just because, oh, she's gorgeous. You're going to be my wife. No, buddy. That's I don't, not I don't how like it works. You. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. So it's always about, it's always a, a dating situation. You're trying to figure out how you all mesh. There are a lot of people in this space that I'm cool with, but we can never do business together because mm -hmm. the vibe just isn't isn't there. Like you, mm -hmm. you can't do business with everybody. You're not intended to do business with everybody. And you know the the same goes for clients. The same go goes for you know vendors, relationships. You know whether it be romantic or friendships. At the end of the day. You just have to figure out, do we get along? If so, how well do we get along? Is it good enough for us to, to do some work together? If we can't work together, do I know somebody else that, that can help you or whatever? Because as much as we like to say, oh, there's plenty out here for everybody. It is, right? 100% is, you know, but how can you go out and add value to somebody else today? You know, and I feel like that's the most important thing out of out of uh, anything else. I love it. I absolutely love that. OK, well, let me go ahead and get to kind of the main question at hand, because as I alluded to earlier, I, I just have a lot of respect for your business mind, your approach to, I guess, just the way that you think about business and even think about life. And so I'm curious from the success that you've had in your photography business, what the driving principles, the big ideas, the concepts that have brought that success for you. You told me beforehand you've got three here and I'm getting ready to take notes. So I'd love for you to share those <laughs> with, with me and, and uh, with our listeners, if you don't mind. Well, again, we already talked about integrity. Like that's, <laughs> okay, what anybody says about me at the end of the day, you can't say that I don't have integrity. You know, I think that that speaks volumes, especially in a time where, um, like the, the viewer earlier, I can't remember her name, but she was saying that, um, you know, you don't hear about integrity a lot. You don't because it's, it's missing. You know, it's missing mm. from so many conversations because it's missing from our existence. It's mm. all about, you know, gimme, 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 right? Um, so I think that that's, I think that's key. Um, consistency, you know, we know as photographers, we're out here shooting, a client's hiring you to, to have a, a particular look and feel. You can't go in and be like, oh, well, that worked out that time, but I don't know why it didn't work out this time because they're not gonna, you know, end up being happy when it's all said and done. And um, I think lastly, what would I say lastly? You know, I, I really think it's relationships building. Like I, I, the majority of my business is not built on referrals, right? 
but those referrals fill in those gaps. You know, if I can book 15, 20 weddings or whatever on my own, I usually shoot about 30 weddings, right? But it's so much, I have to do so much less work if I have people that are like, oh man, Andre's dope, you know? Um, go and, and work with Andre. I was on a two hour call with um, a potential, well, I don't wanna say potential, we worked together, but a sponsor earlier and we were just shooting the breeze and, you know, just having a good conversation, figuring out how we can both help one another to be able to get to the next level and what it is that we're doing, you know, me with their audience, them with, you know, my audience and so on and so forth. Um, stronger together is definitely a thing. And you do that by building stronger relationships with people. I want to go back to the, the first point that you made about integrity. And of course, like you said, we talked about it earlier. Integrity, I, I would assume it, it means different things to different people. Um, honesty is, is one of the ideas that comes to mind, for example, when I think about integrity. But what does integrity specifically mean to you? Can you give it a little bit more context as to how that tangibly manifests itself in your business? Um, I will. I famously say I'll go into debt to keep my word, hmm. you know. And because um, at the end of the day, I want people to be able to say, Andre did what he said he was going to do. You know, he did it at a high level. He didn't do it, you know, kind of half ass, so to speak. And um, even with like my uh, my workshop and the one that we did in Cancun, you know, people are like, oh, workshops and, you know, oh, y'all make so much money. I mean, at times you do, but then, you know, I don't necessarily really do it for the money. You know, can't uh, Dubai. We did the workshop in, in Cancun. I mean, in uh, Dubai, I didn't make any money on that. And as a matter of fact, uh, keeping it a hundred, um, uh, Cancun, like I was out ten G's on that, wow. and that was primarily because I had I priced it low so that people could get in, right? Because mm -hmm. I already knew I wasn't making any money on it, right? But I didn't expect it like to be in the red. But then what ended up happening, I had a sponsor who um, literally committed and then never sent the check, oh, you wow. know? So am I gonna pull out from the attendees or whatever and say, hey, you know, sponsor didn't send the check. You no, know, I created the experience anyway, you know? And as a matter of fact, we did extra stuff, you know, which ended up adding to the the, the deficit or whatever but when they left they were happy they had a great time they talked about it um and for me that's that's integrity i could have easily been like all right guys well it is what it is i'm gonna still go down there and go hang out and chill anyway right you know um nah like i did everything that i could to create the experience that i told people i was gonna create for them and uh i I did it to the best of my ability and you know we were we were good to go even if that was you know coming out of pocket ten thousand dollars myself you know wow that those good reviews and not necessarily reviews not reviews in the sense of like oh you get a five-star review but the fact that people can go out and say yo I had a great time that's gonna last longer than that 10 grand would because at the end of the day Canon could drop a new camera and I'd be like oop 10 grand you know <laughs> see you later yeah it'll be it'll be gone you know yeah I like that though the significance of keeping your word I mean and I think first first of all to your earlier point this is not the norm I don't think people are as intentional I should say 
Um, they may have good intentions, but uh, it, as an idea, right? they, they want to be good, but in their actual, the way that they show up, the notion of keeping your word, whether it's big or small. I mean, I, you you were you logged on. I think maybe even a, a minute or two early today for our, for our call, and frankly, that's not the experience that I have very consistently with with photographers that I invite to the podcast. So, to me, even down to something like that, which shows respect for somebody's time, integrity is reflected. Um, and, and I place a lot of weight on on my word as well. So I, it's it's really interesting to talk to somebody else who who has that as a, a value in their life. And I think it's just a really great reminder, encouragement for all of us. You talk about consistency, and I, I'm wondering what this means if you can just describe in a little bit more detail for you, and maybe not just in the way that you're photographing, like the quality of the work that you're producing for your clients, but how do you show up consistently for your clients? How do you maybe even show up consistently in your day-to-day schedule, even if to our earlier conversation, nobody's watching, nobody's around, um, like telling you, you need to do this, 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 and this. You know, when you're only responsible for like motivating yourself, right? You like, Oh, I was supposed to go to the gym today. You're like, oh, yeah, I think I'm going to skip the gym today. You know, it happens, right? But at the end of the day, in terms of clients, I need to be sure that this client has the same experience as this client, as this client, and so on and so forth, right? Because the minute people hear that we pay the same thing and we uh, we got two different experiences, one good, one bad, or one good and one outstanding, Right? you know, they feel some type of way, no matter, you know, no matter if you promised them something or you didn't promise them something, they're going to feel some type of way. They feel shortchanged, right? So you have to keep things as consistent all the way across the board from shooting to client experience. Um, It just has to be consistent. So um, for my business is processes is workflows um i've been teaching a lot about workflows this year yeah. um at the different conferences and i have a you know i have some other things coming up as well because as you start to work with people in their businesses uh, i have like so earlier when you chimed in I, I logged on 15 minutes early i was sitting here chilling talking to one of my uh one of my mentees he came over we were looking at some images and stuff right and we're talking about, yeah, the consistencies and the inconsistencies in his images, right? But then you know, I was like, you know, what's your, what's your workflow for editing? I don't have a workflow for editing. Like, how, how do you not have a workflow for editing? Like, what's your process to get from A to Z right. every single time? Right. And the more I talk with photographers, I spoke to another one yesterday, it's a major pain point. Like, nobody has a consistent system or workflow in place so that when it's all said and done, I can say, hey, Nathan, I'm not doing great. I need you to take over this for me. Well, what do I do? Here's the playbook, right? And it's not necessarily a physical playbook, right? But you have to have instructions, so to speak, on how to get from A to Z in your process so that if I need to hand that off to somebody else, like we were talking about delegating responsibilities earlier, if I have to hand that off, my new assistant has to be able to do it seamlessly from one client to the next, even though I'm not doing it anymore, you know? Yeah, that makes sense. But I think the thing about systems though too, you mentioned the word motivation earlier and I was, 
I've been I just finished actually rereading a book called The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Have you heard of this book by Mark Manson? Yeah, I have. I have the audio. I started it a couple of times, but haven't finished it. Yeah. Okay, he, it, give it a little. Give it a chance because I, I think you'll appreciate it. Because what he really, the title is a little bit misleading in some ways. Because what he really gets into is the significance, or part of what he gets into is the significance of values, um, and letting that drive our behavior versus putting so much weight and on, you know, relying on somebody else, looking to somebody else to kind of make our life good. And when I think about motivation, and again, I've been guilty of this multiple times over, who knows how many times I look to, I look to this idea. And I think so many of us do this, particularly in the photography industry, we're looking to be motivated to do something versus showing up first and then letting that, the, the excitement, the motivation, the inspiration come after the fact. And that's what Mark was talking about in his book. He's like, people have their, their priorities mixed up. They're expecting to be motivated, to be quote unquote inspired or you know passionate to do in order to do something rather than showing up and doing something driven by values like you're talking about, the you know, the significance of integrity. Right. You're showing up because of that because of that value, not because you felt awesome that morning when you woke up, but this is the value that right. you've chosen to live by, and that's more important than how you feel in the moment. And that's what drives your behavior. So you show up and you may feel inspired or motivated as a result of doing that thing time and time again, and you get the results from it, but it's about showing up and right. doing it consistently. I think that's so important. It's a good reminder for all of us. And especially when it comes to workflow, we may not always feel like doing something, but if we've established that workflow ahead of time, we know our process ahead of time. It's not about how we feel in the moment. It's just, this is what I do every single time. And it becomes very much more reliable and as a result, consistent. Yeah, because, you know, think about it, like think about if yesterday you felt great and then today you don't feel as good mm -hmm. and you don't have a consistent workflow. The same steps that you took yesterday are not the same steps you're going to take, you know, today. You're going to skip steps one because you don't feel like doing it. Right. You know, and, um, you know, so that's why all of that stuff is is important, you know, to to have in play Absolutely. for the success of your business. Absolutely. So integrity, consistency. And then the last thing you mentioned <clears throat> was relationships. And just as we close here, I'm curious to get your take on the conversation around introversion. You mentioned that's your tendency. You, you have inverted <laughs> tendencies, right? Um, yeah. And, and yet and yet, I mean, again, I, some of the best conversation that I've had in the photography industry is sitting down and having a conversation with you at a meal or otherwise. And so I'm curious if you can just off the top of your head, are there a couple of suggestions that you have to photographers? Because there are many photographers in our industry who claim that they're introverts, don't like being around, you know, groups of large groups of people or people that they don't know, or they're not comfortable talking to people that they don't know. What do you suggest to them to, to step beyond what we know is not, it's not like it's a disease, right? It's, it's something that we can choose to step beyond or learn how to step beyond. What are your recommendations to them? Get a couple of drinks in you. you know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that that always helps, right? Yeah. But like, you know, think think about when you go to an event, right? The first thing that you do is gravitate towards the people that you know. You stick with those people. You kind of side by side. You have conversations, but then you never end up necessarily intermingling with other people. If that's the case, then why are you at the networking event? Because you're just talking to people that you already you know know before. Yep. You yep. know, you know. Check out what's going around. Maybe you have a friend that's in a conversation with, you know, somebody else who either you may want to talk to or maybe you might just be practicing. You know, go in and kind of mix in with that. Your comfort zone is there because you have the friend. Right. Um, and you can, you know, kind of segue that into conversation with this new person or 
um, find some sort of, you know, common ground. Oh, I like those shoes. I like that belt. I have, you know, I have that suit or whatever the case may be. Um, I have an affinity for lapel pins or whatever, you know. Oh, it's a nice lapel pin. On it. Find whatever that common yeah. ground is that's going to help you to be able to spark that conversation because now you're sparking conversation about something that you feel confident about. And we can all speak about things that we feel confident about, right? Um, it's the things that we are not so you know, confident about that we can uh, speak on very well. So find that common ground, find those common, you know, that common thread between you and somebody else, that person that can give you an introduction, not necessarily directly, but again, if that, if you got a friend that's talking to somebody else, slide on in, go say hello, whatever, and just kind of take it from there. And before you know it, you kind of made your way around the event, might have made some nice contacts along the way, probably, right? And then you never know what those relationships end up uh, bubbling into later on. I love it. I love it. Well, I appreciate your sharing your thoughts. And by the way, for all those who were live streaming today and commenting in, actually, Craig um, is chiming in from YouTube. He said, hey, Andre, Craig Harley. Thanks, thanks, Craig, Craig for listening in. Really appreciate up, that. <laughs> but um, I, I really appreciate, Andre, you taking the time just to kind of share your thoughts, your perspective, your wisdom. Um, with all of us today. Will you just remind all of our listeners where they can find you, follow you online? I know you only post so much, but what you do post, where can they see that? <laughs> yeah, on, on all social outlets, you know, TikTok, YouTube, all of that stuff. Um, my handle is Andre Brown Photo, consistent across the board. So Instagram, uh, I don't use Twitter, but any any place that's out there that you need to find me is Andre Brown Photo. Perfect. Perfect. And I've got that up there on screen for anybody listening. Andre Brown photo, just like it sounds. And then also AndreBrown.com if you want to check out Andre's work. Andre, thanks once again. I truly appreciate it, man. A lot of respect for what you're doing. I appreciate you sharing what you've learned with all of us. No problem, man.